Did you ever see Draft Day? Yep, I'm recording it on the weekend of the NFL Draft. And of course, every year, for some reason, unknown to science, I watch Draft Day. Now, I do this with a lot of movies. Um, You know, everyone seems to watch Christmas movies at Christmas. Understandable. I would watch Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. I would watch V for Vendetta on the 5th of November. And, uh, well, I wonder, is there many others you could do? I suppose you could do Independence Day and Independence Day. But uh, I don't do that for some reason. Maybe I just don't love that movie as much as the others. Although, yeah, this one in particular, it's not it's not a special movie. It's not great, let's be honest. But it's, I do really like it. I do think it is enjoyable. Uh it's obviously about the NFL draft, people. If you didn't know, the clue is in the title, um, which is quite interesting, to be honest, because following the NFL, I understand what's going on. But even people that I know that really love this movie, um, a lot of them don't follow the NFL, don't really get it, don't know what the big deal is about it. And I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's cool that that works. And I think it works largely because, you know, it's really about you know, planting seeds and then there's a good payoff at the end. But to be honest, in the middle, there's a lot of, eh, there's a lot of not much special in it. There's some horrific exposition in it. When I was watching that the other night, (laughs) I was just laughing whenever the GM, so this is the guy that, you know, organizes the team, knows the players, pays the players money. He's walking through the gym and uh, the strength and conditioner coach refers to a player. I can't remember his name. So it's like, I don't know, John Smith. It's like, yeah. So um, our quarterback's been working out with our star wide receiver, John Smith. And just like, yeah, that's just there for the audience. Of course, the GM's going to know. Who he, like, he just send his name. He's going to know who it is, let alone send his position and that he's a star wide receiver. Uh, yeah, it's, it makes it simple, but let's be honest. I mean, if, Friends that I have no, um, or have no knowledge of the NFL, and they watch this, then they can understand it. I'm like, fair enough. It makes it more accessible to people. It's you know, it's easy to follow. It doesn't require too much brain juice in it, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's good, guys. The thing about it that's weird is it's basically a TV movie, but because it's like you know the NFL and the NFL's the like ultimate sports league especially when it comes to promotion i mean i don't think there's a league that can promote their sport better than the nfl i mean just look at you know like the super bowl is the most watched sporting event on a yearly basis uh like they play games internationally and there's only like 17 games a season but they're able to do all of this and like you know be massive so anyway the movie follows the gm uh, Sonny Weaver, who is played by Kevin Costner. I said played. Kevin Costner is saying the lines of Sonny Weaver. I don't think he's doing much else in it. You know, he's not... Like, that's the thing. There's some... Like, there's lots of that guys in it and people you're going to know. And, like, you know who Kevin Costner is. He's won Academy Award, I think, for directing, actually. Um, he's you know, he's a name. People know him. He was Robin Hood in the 90s. I suppose he was big in the 90s. But he's, he's you know he's a good he's a decent choice for this. He just doesn't really perform in it. And then you've got Jennifer Garner who's in it as like his love interest. And that story, 
all right, I get it's probably in there because, you know, guys are going to take their, you know, spouses or wives or girlfriends or whatever to see the movie when it's coming out. But that kind of human side of it isn't the interesting part of the movie. I like the business aspect of the movie. I like the uh, organization of the draft. I like, you know, the trading of the picks, although they are bananas. Watching it again, I'm like, right, so because anytime I watch it, no matter who I'm with, especially if it's with my dad, he'll be like, so what What did they give up in the end? So the way it goes is basically, uh, in the movie, uh, Sonny Weaver trades away a bunch of picks, three first-round picks for the first overall for this highly touted prospective quarterback. Big deal in the NFL having a quarterback. He needs one. Um, well, he doesn't really need one. That's the thing. Because his actual quarterback in Cleveland, uh, yeah, all right, there's another reason I like it. Cleveland Browns. I'm a Browns fan. You know, it uh, makes sense that, you know, it's a movie about things I like. So, of course, I'm going to like it. Anyway, let's backpedal nevertheless. There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, right. He's, he trades away three first-rounders for the first overall. Okay. Sounds good, right? Uh, but then they think that this guy's a bust. So, he's like, oh, no, what we're going to do. So, now he's left with, like, this quarterback. You know, rookie quarterbacks aren't great. You know, that Dan Leary, he's the head coach. He's given out his uh, disagreements throughout the movie. There's some trades getting offered back and forth. Eventually, it goes to the draft, and he picks the guy who's going to pick at seven. Uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman playing Vontae Mack, and that little posted Vontae Mack, no matter what. I mean, that was kind of cool. Uh, I like that because, you know, I kind of, you know, like the idea that you, you stick with your gut. The only problem is he moved up seven positions in the draft to pick the same player. So you're like, what? And that's a bit silly. The draft starts to have a bit of a faff. Uh, no one knows what's, what's going on. Everyone's like, oh, wait, why Why did they drop him? Anyway, it keeps going, it keeps going. It gets to the sixth pick. And uh, Weaver trades three first-rounders. Or sorry, three second-rounders. He's already traded three first. So he's lost his first-rounders and second-rounders for the next for the current year well that's another thing it says traded away three first rounders and he keeps going on about not having a pick he picked first overall so he has a pick so he picked this year but he's not picking the next two years in the first round at all and then uh, the first no the second round like this is where it gets a wee bit complicated <laughs> so three years he's lost all his second round picks just to get back to the pick above his original pick. He was originally picking at seven, traded away th three first-round picks to move up to one, took the player he's going to get at seven. Now he's back in at six, having lost two second-rounders to only trade back to the original team his position in the draft for his original pick. So he's got back his next two years first round picks. So he's picked this year in the first round. He's got a next year first rounder and a year after that first rounder. So he's back to what his original thing is. He's just lost three second round picks. Here's the issue with that. Second round picks are amazing. They're really important. And he ends up drafting running back, which they kind of liked at number seven. But, you know, Bill Belichick, yeah, GM and... Uh, he go to the Patriots. He drafts a running back in the second round every four years. Runs him for four years. Gets a new one. I mean, right. 
there's a big deal about um, the the salary cap in this movie. Uh, that's the thing about the NFL is they have a limit of spending on players. I quite like that idea. It actually makes the league quite tight, and you know, especially because there's no feeder leagues. Like at the time, it was the only professional uh, American football league. You've got the Canadian Football League, which is runs in some very different rules. And then you've had a few other spring leagues try to start up, although the XFL and the USFL seem to be doing all right. If they're, to be honest, if they merged, they would actually be far better because then you'd have like sixteen teams playing instead of two leagues at eight. That's yeah. Anyway, it's how it is at the minute. So where were we? Were. Yeah. So he, he he gets two players. Well, he ends up getting three because one was included in a trade, and uh, for losing three second round picks i don't think it's great i mean it's kind of good you know it's good for the movie that they got everyone in it you know uh clark kent from smallville is back as their quarterback uh brian drew um but there's just bits in it where there's characters that are kind of annoying in this movie and you can see they're annoying kevin costner's character and they're annoying me (laughs) because you're trying to be on the kevin costner side talks about his dad dying and then it was his fault for firing him but he fired him because the man right like i don't know the interesting thing about his mom is played by alan bursting who once again i will say this anytime she's ever on in a movie she has had the greatest acting performance i've ever seen in Room for a dream i mean if you're old enough to watch that movie and i would say you'd need to be like in your mid-twenties i know it's rated 18 but honestly that movie's grim uh, I, would, I would say definitely go and watch it. It's amazing. And her performance is unbelievable in that movie. She's in it as Sonny Weaver Jr.'s mom. She likes football. And she kind of doesn't like the girlfriend, Jennifer Garner. Oh, who's, who's pregnant, by the way, in the movie. Just, you know, because, yeah, this movie kind of, you know, it's it's a TV movie that was released in the cinema, directed by Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters, of all things, and Twins, you know, interesting fact there. They actually got back end on Twins, uh, um, DeVito and Schwarzenegger. I think Schwarzenegger bought a plane with that money. It's in his autobiography. I've definitely listened to a bit of it, but he's not reading it, and I just wanted to be like, yeah, and then they bought a plane. So, draft day. Uh, it, it's quite likable because of the end sequence. It's, you know... Uh, almost like a courtroom drama where they're throwing out all the evidence and stuff like that, which is quite good. There is one thing about that end scene which is bananas to me. Uh, Draft Day is rated a 15 in the UK because of that end scene where Kevin Costner uses a word uh, that begins with uh, an M and uh, it's quite a long word. So it's basically two words slammed together and you're just like, the movie's like a PG at most <laughs> and then he just calls someone a melon farmer and you're like okay it, it did nothing to the movie doesn't really add it i get the stakes are high but you know it's not like it's not a big deal it seems like a waste to like make this movie 15 but then i suppose why maybe that's going to get more people coming to the movie um because it's a bit older it's it's not for kids really i'm sure kids are going to love learning about the ins and outs of the yeah, National Football League, you know, trading picks that you can't see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Frank Langella's in this movie, and I always quite enjoy seeing Frank Langella because of uh, his performance as Skeletor in uh, 
Masters of the Universe, where he's just unbelievable. I, like, could that be? I mean, I haven't seen him in lots of stuff, Frank Langella, but he's amazing as <laughs> Skeletor in that movie. It's hilarious. So, look, this is the kind of thing about draft day. It's good enough. It's good enough. And, uh, you know, you enjoy it. It is an hour and 50, which is unreasonably long for the type of movie it is. There's, it's full of cameos. So if you know the NFL in the like early 2000s, you'll know, oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, there's blah, blah. You know, you've got like cameos from Cleveland Browns, which is fun for me because I'm a Browns fan. There's some cameos from some TV presenters. And like that's the kind of weird thing about it is it includes real world history of the NFL, like players that existed and played and weren't good or were good. And then there's full of all these fictional characters in it, you know, all these f- like non-real players. They, like, I don't know, guys, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, there's not much I can say. For some reason, unknown to science, I watch this every year and I have a good time watching it. I like the Browns. There's a lot of brown and orange in this movie. Quote Freddy Kitchens, don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter, right? Here we go, that'll do for the day, I think.